This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, James. How are you? Doing well. I've never seen that show, but I'm looking out my window and I'm seeing Fifty Shades of Grey. Shades of Grey. Okay. The sky is gray, but it sure is beautiful. And speaking of gray, I've got a little, this will be an insider for the regular listeners of of, um, our podcast, because we've been talking about a a lawyer named Jack Gray that was gotten to the... uh, to the scope of, of or the target of, of a federal judge. And, and I know for a fact that that judge tried to permanently or disbar him. And he, he, I looked him up. He is still practicing. He's 80 years old, Jack Gray is, uh, and he's still practicing, still representing some very substantial clients. And um, that makes me really like the guy. I just thought I'd give a shout out to him and, Say, <laughs> look who's dead and look who's alive. <laughs> Norman Scott yeah. is gone and he's still there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is, he goes by, I think, J.A. Gray or A.J. Gray in the, but, but I know that they called him Jack in the pleadings. But anyway, I found some of the things on that Lake Charles um, sale that, that the judge decided who got to own the television station and we'll go through that next monday but um anyway or i guess monday after next but anyway yeah. i just thought that was really fun stuff i mean that's the feel good stuff jack gray one noman's got zero <laughs> what's the way they say the best revenge is living well, well at least yeah. not living him you know yeah Man, there is a, a lot of there's a lot of little things going on in the news that are kind of weird more than they are. I don't know if you call it newsworthy, but we'll start with this. This uh, Mike Johnson. If you don't read what the liberal press is saying about him, and you just read what he says and what he does, um, it sounds like to me he's he's so much better than girly boy McCarthy. You know, in some way, it's kind of mixed bag. You know, the they did this stop gap spending crap, you know. Um, well, apparently, apparently the way Dwayne described it, I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I think it was last time. The way, the way Dwayne described it, I, that was that day that I was working so hard on that on that uh, position paper. I finished, I finished my part of it today, by the way. Right. That's why we started the podcast a little bit later. You're not going to people don't really tell that, but I had, I tried to finish up something on that, on that position paper but anyway he had read the news and he was saying it wasn't bad that it was or was it you but one of you said that it wasn't no, it was him. It was Wayne. Uh, i think he was up on that i was studying on something else but uh, so long and short of it is, is he did a very specific um uh, budget increase it was not crippling and he did not allow congress to recess he said you're staying here till we get this thing worked out it's not going to be that big stack of documents is six foot tall with 
everything hidden in it. So, you know, uh, it's, he did. He inherited that. I don't have a problem with saying we didn't have time to fix it, but we can we can extend it without because that because you remember the, the spending bills, those extension ones were full of all kind of crap. And yes, apparently they had more was, pork than uh, gosh than a barbecue place. Yeah. So anyway, um, you tell you, you you say that he was in the news by it's something called Squawk Box. What the heck is Squawk Box? How come I've never it heard is of Squawk Box? Highly rated program on, uh, I think, MSNBC that is um, talks about markets and all that. And it's, it's big profile as far as cable goes. And uh, he. Uh, CNBC. CNBC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's even more. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know. A horrible left wing uh, cabal place, <laughs> disinformation. And they just said, you know, we wonder if you were ever going to endorse Trump or if you, you know, I know you've been friendly with Trump and the MAGA and everything. And without, you know, even he just kind of smiled and said, well, yes, of course I am. I want him to be our nominee. I think he is going to be the Republican nominee and he has my full support. And I have. Totally endorsing him right now. Full-throated. No no nuance whatsoever. So and I know he and I know he's called the election stolen. You know. He has. So so or you know, the current title of rig, you know. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, so not very good. I'm not very good at euphemisms. But anyway, uh yeah, he uh he did that all again. He's just doing things that I agree with him on that we need to get behind that. All Republicans need to get behind Trump. He's going to win the nomination. And, yeah. we know, and what we yeah. don't need are those stupid never Trumpers. Um, Shapiro, to me, is committing suicide almost in his business. I mean, I'm not talking about himself personally, but his, he's hurting himself with some of the things he's doing. He just he just will not. He has still maintained that election was fair. And don't gaslight me. You know, that's all I can say. Yeah, well, him and Candace Owens are having a big brouhaha. Yeah, yeah, I saw that um, this morning. I, that that's the one thing that I came across, um, and it, and I don't know why the headline caught my eye, but I I didn't read the article. I just went straight to the comments, and uh, and it sounds to me like it's over this Israel thing. It is. It's over the fact that she made a comments that Israel was uh, committing genocide. How? And well, I, I didn't get into that. It, in other words, she says they, it was more like they need to be careful because they're committing genocide if they just take out everybody. And I think she's bought into the whole, um, you know, the hospitals are being targeted, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, of course, Shapiro is no, they're not. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's she's Jewish. He's, he needs to quit. He's Jewish. Um, at least, and and I know that he has been solidly pro-Israel. This whole for you know this whole oh, yeah. as soon as this Hamas thing started, um, yeah. he 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 was so you know as far as what I figured had happened, and I didn't, I could not tell. I didn't have time. I'm still like I said, I'm still finishing up that paper this morning. But um, the uh, it looked like to me she had said something about we're all God's children or something like that, and and I'm not sure. 
what she meant by that, or she even said it was in the comments. Well, you know, she she thinks or feels or observes that Israel is killing our children, and she's you know she says what that's right. Israel. She didn't say this. Okay, this is my observation and how her nuanced approach is that children are dying in this conflict. And since Palestine is the population of Palestine or the Gaza Strip, half are children. And she's saying the more they're bombing, the more children they're killed, which is probably true, by the way. Uh, now, of course, you had, they call them up. They say, look, we're about to bomb this house because we know there's weapons there. You need to get those kids out. And they say, no, they'll die with Allah. You know, so it's it's not the same thing. Uh, they're not targeting children at all, but they're collateral damage because, you know, half of them, you know, Israel has a corridor that, you know, Palestinians can get out that they're guarding. And, uh, you know, the here's the headline on NBC or, or CIA news. Uh, Israel calls it a humanitarian corridor. But for fleeing Palestines, it's forced displacement. But no, basically, <laughs> there's a way out. You know, if you want your children to live, come this way. We're going to take care of you. You're going to be all right. Well, I saw they were shooting legs okay. off people going that way. Is that all BS? There's such BS. I can't stand it. But I'm talking about the Palestinians were doing it. Oh, then I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I, the pictures I've seen, or at least, and they're very few, by the way, show, you know, a bunch of people carrying their stuff out, trying to get out of the violence. And Israelis troops guarding them. That's what I see. Uh, you know, but, you know, that might be my bias. I don't know. Um, so, you know, you've got this this whole narrative that they're trying to push, but it's just too hard to do if you really look at the facts of what Israel is doing. So... Um, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not, I'm not following what happened. I, I, I doubt that she's taken Hamas's side. She has not. She has criticized Israel for, you know, not doing enough to not kill Palestinians. So let's just see what the, the yeah. mainstream media says. Candace Owen, war of words with her boss at Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, has reached a boiling point with the conservative commentators taking jabs at one another on social media on Wednesday. In recent weeks, Owens has drawn criticism from hard-right voices over her comments regarding the Israel-Hamas war. Palestinian militant group Hamas launched a surprise attack on Israel October 7th. Israel has subsequently launched its heaviest ever military response in Gaza. More than 1,200 people in Israel have died. 24 people were taken hostage by Hamas. The Associated Press reported as of Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Owen sparked debate after posting a message to Twitter, ex-Twitter, earlier this month that she opposed genocide. The Israeli military has faced immense criticism for its response to the Ham-ass attack. Owens has disagreed with a number of other political commentators for her not expressing outright support for Israel's actions. Well, how is she saying it's genocide? The question, the question about Candace Owens should the question is about Candace Owens, Shapiro said in the video posted to X Twitter. I think her behavior in this has been disgraceful without a doubt. Shapiro's answer was met with applause from the audience. I, I, when Carlson asked Owens if she was able to contextualize Shapiro's comment, she said, 
there isn't much of a background. I saw the video when everybody else saw it. When I woke up, nobody warned me about it. It looks like maybe he didn't even go and didn't even know he was being recorded. I don't know. You know, I don't like Shapiro, but I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. I know, I know that that she's black and she speaks well, but I, you know, I haven't seen anything. You know, like Tucker. <clears throat> what makes Tucker who Tucker is is he has this knack for knowing what people want to talk about, um, like we do here <laughs> on the James Perspective, and and so he makes news just because he he says things about the news that are. Wow, he said that. I've never heard her say anything like that. What she pre- basically has the videos I've seen that I've agreed with her on things about how to be a how to be a grown up. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I thought she was good at. I'm not. I don't have any any. I think they both of them just need to back off, shut up about it. Well, they need to sit down and talk about it. In my opinion, she uh, not do it on Twitter, but uh, she she's equated. Ben Shapiro taking money from, or I don't know, something about, you know, no, she equated Ben Shapiro and what he said about her as the same as BLM, BLM activists calling people people racist while they take money. I think that's where the, the heart of the dispute is. Yeah, I'll, I'll let that play out. I don't care about either one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I wondered you know, what it was about, but now that I've heard it, it sounds like two squabbles. It's, it's about, it's about, I don't know. It's not the way if I was her boss, I wouldn't be talking on Twitter about it. You know, one of the other things that's happened while I'm writing this paper, and I've been meaning to ask you about this over and over and over again. Uh, it was referenced in the comrades a couple of times, but apparently McCarthy, who, um, <laughs> who, by the way, Carlson has hinted might be light loafers. <clears throat> anyway, he apparently has an office that nobody knows where it is anymore. He's no longer front and center. And, and once you have that mic and that ring, you don't want to let it go. So anyway, supposedly he he elbows somebody. And and who is that somebody? Who is kidney it? punched. He kidney punched one. God dang it. I forget the guy's name. Elbowed. Elbowed. Kidney punched midi punches. He, is he well, he, the, the guy said he kidney. He elbowed him in his kidney. Yeah. Where? How else are you going to hit somebody when you elbow them? Uh, well, I mean, as a guy who was known as the sharpest elbows in uh, high school basketball, um, you can elbow them in the face a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah, in the not, shoulder. You know what an elbow is. An elbow is you walk up next to somebody and you, you make it where it's very difficult for everybody else to see. And then you pop them in the ribs. That's a, that's an elbow, right. and 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 who is this guy? Who's this guy that call who 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 who's calling uh, a kidney punch? God, I don't know. I have to look because he's my he's my arch enemy now. What what a what a wimp! What a freaking wimp! To get he get L, all right. I think McCarthy is is an idiot. I thought that for a long time. Okay, I've never he's been he's been on my bad. He's been on the naughty list for a long time. The <laughs> <laughs> He's and, been so multi. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm not taking up for McCarthy. Not at all. I'm not taking up for him at all. But you voted against him. McCarthy lost his temper. He walks up next to you and he gives you a nudge in the ribs with his elbow. Don't call it a freaking kidney punch. Don't go to the press and say, he hit me. He hit me. 
That he hit me. You bad Apparently, when while he was giving a TV interview, even then, go in his office and tell him I'm going to kick your ass. But you don't do that. You don't go whine into the press like that. He's just made himself look like he's a milk toast man. What's his name? I want his name. I want to say the guy's name. Tim he was now Bushett. Who? Representative from Tennessee, Tim Bushett, who did vote to oust McCarthy from his speakership. Right. Well, we'll put his name in the notes there where McCarthy elbowed him, so I don't have to try to figure out how to spell it. I, I, he, he, you know, I just want to tell you something. That goes so against my Cameron Paris training. You don't take that kind of crap to the principal. You don't take it to a teacher. You take it to that person. Now, I wouldn't even, I would have gone, you are such a baby. I would have, I would hit him with words. I'd have gone there and say, did you? Yeah, that would have been a good way. Did you really do that? Did you really? You threw a little temper tantrum, you and your little ballerina shoes, and you came up and you elbowed me like a little, 12-year-old, get grow up. No, I'm so glad that I got you out of Speaker of the House because you don't belong there. That's what I would have done. I'd have gone, I would have gone to his office, probably would have sat in his chair like the shaman did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd have done. You would have wore the headdress and everything. So. I would have, yes. I'd have gone sat in his chair. <laughs> I know this. I'd have get, I would have got with you and Jim and Doc and everybody I've ever, you know, my friends from high school. So Scott, no, John Hayfield had been great. How do we get this guy? And that's what I would have done. I wouldn't have brought that thing. The press would never have heard about it. What a wimp. He well, hit the me. press had to hear about it. He was doing an interview. He had he, he hit me. He hit me. You know, I'm telling you, he came out there and started talking about it. Anyway, so so then Gates file some type of complaint against him. I'm going, stop. Stop. Just If I were Gates, I'd go, grow up, man. Well, you know, Matt knows the inner workings of that place backwards and forwards and basically was canceled and uncanceled himself, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I would tend to agree with you. But at the same time, maybe he has to make a big deal about it so people you know, no, it's no, it's him. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I read, I, I, I read enough of that to know that he could have that, that that wouldn't even have been noticed. It, 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 he didn't. It was not a sock. I mean, he did. You can find. You see it. He didn't hit him hard. Oh, uh, we are such a wussy society. We are just a bunch of wusses. A bunch of wusses. That that, that just. I'm ashamed. Uh, uh, could you imagine the Roman Senate that happening? You know, not that I can imagine them knifing each other. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Aaron Burr and, and uh, Alexander Hamilton got into it and went out and dueled. And Hamilton died. died. Now that's that's those are two men there. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Burr becomes unpopular in New York because of it, so he decides to to steal the Louisiana Purchase from the United States. And he does it through Bastrop, Louisiana. No, those were some men. <laughs> yeah, it, it, lately we've been going into these things that were national news that just have this, or, not, or more than that, history, uh, pivotal points in history. And it seems like Louisiana's name comes up every other word. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a lot that it does. It seems like we're becoming the, the, the epicenter. 
you know, but that goes back. These kind of, I wanted to tie these two in together. I, I believe it's the same thing with Ben Shapiro. You know, it's like they're slapping each other. You, 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 you bitch. You know, just come yeah. on, come on. You, you, here we are. Just say Israel, do your thing. That's it. Move on. If she said something else, she needs to say I should have said that. She needs to move on. But we need to get the budget fixed. We need to fix I that, and, and we need to get that election straight for 2024. We can't fix 2020. I'm not asking for that. I've been saying all along. I've been fighting this thing. So the next one we've got to we've got to fix. Right. But we can't and have the Republicans have done what? Let's see. Oh, zero. Right. Nothing. But we do have a Speaker of the House who is endorsing Trump. That's huge. You got that one. That's the news of the day. That is wholeheartedly without even a nuance to it. My, without my any reservation head. or what's that? What's that? What's that? They swear without any reservation or something. Unequivocally unreserved. Yeah. You know, uh, that's 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 my guy. Well, that yeah. is awesome. That is awesome. So, so, so he's a mixture to me. He's like a mixture of looking like he's doing the same thing they've always done without quite doing it the same way. So it's weird. So, okay. So now, now Mike Johnston has, has endorsed Trump. All right. That's big. All right. Yeah. Now, um, that Scott is his name, Tim Scott. He dropped out, right? Yes, he did. And he falsely, he should have, because he made a false um, um, statement that he had a girlfriend. Um, James, James. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's out. So what we got is we got Stay Puff Marshmallow Man left, right? Yeah, he's not coming out until uh, no, he's going to stay to the bitter end. He's being, in my opinion, there's some money backing him that's backing all this anti this uh, pro Palestinian movement. The same money's backing him. Well, you know, you have to worry about China with Biden and you have to worry about, you know, uh, Talib with Iran and some things like that. But I don't think you have to worry about that with um, with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man because he's endorsed by Domino's Pizza or, you know, Jack Jim, Jill's Ice Cream, whatever that's called. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Yeah. All right. So he I left. And that. then, oh, Nikki, you're so fine. Is still in it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to talk about Nikki Haley. Okay. All right. And then Ramadama Vanderlick, he's still in it. Yeah. And uh, he'll probably stay in it. Is so, you know, mainly because, uh, you know, if something, please God, don't let it happen, happens to Donald Trump, um, then we'll have um, Michael, the back healing the backup. Michael Flynn. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so. And, and, and what uh, Michael Obama or what is it, Michelle Obama? <laughs> Big Mike. Anyway, um, so so now I do want to say this real quick about about I'm gonna let you talk about Nikki because this is gonna be quick. Um, I did watch the uh, videos that you sent to the comrades, and th- he did um, say some very funny things. He just doesn't look presidential. I'm sorry. I, I, I think he does. I think he's super smart. Um, now, I would not, let's say this, if Donald Trump's in it and he's running 
And, you know, if there was a, I would vote for him in the primary to be the nominee. I'll say that wholeheartedly. No, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if he but were up. If, if Donald Trump was out of the picture, he, I would be full-throated for Vivek Ramaswamy. And let me, let me say this, that if something Vivek, happened, to, sorry. if Trump were out for whatever reason, even Mike Flynn coming in, I think of the ones that are left, I would pick Ramadama Vanderlei. <laughs> I would. I, I, I think you're right. So, but I, he just—I don't know. You know, there's that well, video. I mean, let, me, let me finish. There's that video of of Trump shaking, um, you know, Russia's guy's hand, and he nearly pulls him out of the his socket out of his arm. He 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 asserted his dominance to to him because everybody mm-hmm. talks about how tough. What's his name? I don't know why. Putin. Putin. Thank Blood you. Vladimir Putin. Um, he he but may have cancer. We don't know. Well, Trump, Trump, and Reagan, even Nixon to an extent, were intimidating guys, and Carter was not. All right. So, but but you know what? I think Clinton kind of had it. Clinton walked in a room. He dominated the room. And oh and, yeah. And I don't think Carter ever dominated anything he's done. Biden either. And and I and you know how about George W. And then his dad, 20,416 points that night. But then again, he went and kicked Iraq out of Kuwait in a few weeks. So I don't know, but maybe it doesn't matter because maybe you just, it's just decision making. If it's that, I think Ramadama Vanderlick will do fine. Yeah. He, I think his decision making probably is good. But let me just say, let me just say, it's Trump if he, if he doesn't die or they don't, if he doesn't die. That's the only way they're going to get rid of him. There's nothing. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> he's just, listen, he's Jack Gray. <laughs> and I also think. I think I want to go find Jack Gray and put him up for president. Yeah, no kidding. But I think Trump is also, they can't assassinate him now. Um, because if they, miss, if they miss, it's over. <laughs> you know, what do they say? If you're going to kill the king, you better kill him. Hey, you know, speaking of that, I've talk, I told you yesterday I watched the uh, Manchurian Candidate, like you, as you asked mm-hmm. me to do, and you were right. I think that everybody should see that movie. It's, I don't think black and white movies are very good. I know Charlotte loves them, but um, the movie, the, the, the plot line is excellent. There's yes. no question. And I and um, I just wanted to pass that on. Um, the That's it. Watch the movie if you haven't seen it. It's a, it's a it's the one that it's black and white. There's a new one that apparently is not any good, but I saw the one with Frank Sinatra in it. The acting mm-hmm. is horrible. And now Angela Lansbury is in it. She was the one who was in Murder. She wrote. She did an excellent job. I will tell you, I figured it out pretty quick. I, almost how it ended. I was able yeah. to. I was able to read the tea leaves on us. I see where this is heading. Um, um, but anyway. You were right about that. Watch that movie. Now, how that was tied into what we're talking about, I don't know. But I, but I just want to say this, that Trump is in unless something happens to him. He has to have yeah. a heart attack. or That's it. That's what made me think oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, a heart attack is what I'm more concerned with. You know, he is an age. You know, he looks. You know, how old is you he? You can't tell if he's at any rally or any in front of anybody. How old is he? And, He'll be, he's 70-something, you know, 76, I think. He definitely looks healthy as far as robustness goes. 
Um, yeah, and he's cognitively obviously not impaired. In fact, better might be better on his game than ever. Uh, and you know, but of course, if he just not insult people, even though they need it, um, you would. <laughs> He would walk into the White House, I think. But I have a uh, question. You would know. I won't know this. Um, what's his name? The uh, Mike Johnson. Yeah. When he was a kid, was he the lead role in Harry Potter? No. No, he was not, James. He may look a little that way, but he is not. You know, I'm thinking about Mike Johnson. Why was, you know, we all were surprised that he was picked for speaker, right? I mean, I was a little like, really? And think of his name, Mike Johnson. That's a very American common name for a man, right? Uh, He doesn't seem offensive. He doesn't seem, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of, you don't know where he's at. You know, he seems very pleasant. He's always smiling a little bit. Uh, so maybe he's got a lot more game than we ever have given him credit for. I've heard of him because he's from Louisiana before this, but I, I don't know a lot about him. He's, I think he's one of those kind of guys that is behind, not behind the scenes, but is weaving his way in through the decision-making processes enough to where he's, you know, oh, yeah, Mike, we can have him, you know. He's not a a-hole, you know, or whatever. I can see everybody saying that about him in Congress. And, you know, or in, you know, or as a speaker. So I can see that. Uh, he's totally almost unoffensive when he full-throatedly on a liberal rag, squawk box, uh, MSNBC, the deep state. Communist, say it. Our, say it. I mean, you can say it. Say it. Say it. Uh, Say it, Glenn. Communist. Thank uh, you. Cabal. Anyway, they forcibly made me say that. Anyway, uh, (laughs) if he goes on there and then he can very pleasantly say, oh, no, I've always endorsed Trump. I endorse him right now. You're not breaking any news. Basically, how he put it. Yeah, I mean, you no, no. But you remember when he when he came up and, and there was questions about you know what, how he did it and what. Now I'm going. I don't know. All I know is that it's, it's like you said with Elon Musk. Let's look at what he did. Well, he wrote briefs yeah. trying to say the election was stolen. He's endorsed yeah. Trump. Uh, he, you know, he's voted right. Uh, he's had some things that he I would not have voted for. I don't think, but maybe there was some kind of compromise. I don't know, but. I looked at yeah, what he did, and I went for the Ukraine war, so I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah, that was it. But I will say that by and large, what he did, I was happy with. So, so I'm happy he's there now. What I want you to do for me is this: one of the things that you have on your list here is, is Nikki Haley and Elon Musk. But I want you to start the conversation as comparing the difference between how those two are squabbling and how Candace Owens and, and Girly Boy Shapiro were arguing. Okay. Um, the, the contrast is Nikki Haley said her plan for what she's going to do about, um, oh, TikTok and all the other things that social media platforms are mature. And she said, not only is she going to make them show their algorithm and publicly put it out there, which has a lot of problems, by the way, just because of Copyright laws, blah, blah, blah. I could go on for probably a couple hours in that. 
Um, not that I don't want to see the algorithms, but you know, they're kind of, they're so complex. Uh, I don't know that would be practical. She also says they'd have to publish their algorithm so we could see where they were going with it. And that every person who was on social media would have to be verified as that person by name. Well, that's the end of her career. Yes. And here's how Elon ended it. He said, that's concerning. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know what he said, but that, that's it. She's done. Yeah, I, I, what an I idiot. agree, too. What an idiot. I agree. And she was like, like ambassador to, to the UN or something. Vivek tweeted it out first with a video. And Elon said, this is very concerning, something like that. Uh, and that's basically ended her run, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, she's done. She's done. She could, she can't, she, I, you know, now I just still invite her on here so I can tell her she's done. But um, yeah. now she was the ambassador to the UN under um, Trump for a while, right? Oh, yeah. And then they got into it and she quit, made it sound like he did something wrong. But um, anyway, I, I saw. You sent it to us. I got it because you sent the, the link where she got into it with Ramadama, Ramadama Vanderlick about that. And, yeah. he, and, he, and she said, don't bring my children into this. She brought her children into that. You can't, yeah. you can't mention your children and then expect everybody. Every other sentence, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I don't need a mother as my president. <laughs> I don't need her to be my mom. I need her to be my president. And yeah, I said that. I said she's that. She's just not a commander in chief, in my opinion. When I was uh, at, at Tech, my whole aim was to graduate. I didn't. I was learning on my own, as probably everybody's figured out by now. I read what I want to read, and I went to school because I had to have a certificate to get in law school. But one of the last things we had to do, one of the last classes I took, was this business class where you had to make presentations and the 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 guy that was teaching it did a very good job in this regard i couldn't tell if he was liberal or conservative that tells you that the guy's a good teacher and i don't remember his yeah. name or i'd give him a shout out now he did a very good job and the class was good because it was forcing us to speak you had to get up and speak in front of the class it was not a speech class jet speak in front of him but one of the books that he gave and i would make gave me to read he assigned it to our our, our group of three I need to find it, but it was about pilots in in Russia during the end of World War One or two. I can't remember which one it is. I have forgotten. But anyway, they had they were run out of men, and so which sounds like two. Um, they yeah. ran out of men, and so they had to get women pilots to fight actual combat. You know, um, what do you call it when those two planes would fly against each other? Um, dog fights. Dog fights, and they were very successful. And, you know, the idea was that women can do anything men can do. And first of all, it doesn't really tell you that. Um, it no. just tells you that they flew. Women can shoot guns great, too. But, um, but this was the thing. I said just to – I came to this conclusion. Just assuming that they did become men, they would become something that would not attract me as a mate. That, that they would lose the what I like in, in women is the feminine traits. You like those things, the nurturing that you would talk about. Nikki Haley's probably just being natural. I know this is not woke to say, but she is. She probably did get offended. Someone brought up her children in a negative way. And I don't have a problem with that. 
But I want, if, if you're going to be a woman and in leadership position, I want Queen Bess. I want Queen Elizabeth. I want Magathaka. I, you know, yeah. I want Zenobia. I want somebody who turned themselves into a man. You see what I'm saying? I did. And they have to find that male part of them, which exists in women. Right, right. I can and, think women can amplify it. There are yeah, some things. To be phys- the leader. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things physically they can't do. And it's just, that's it. And, and I will say this, that Queen Elizabeth lived to an old age and she was past, um, what's those heat, when they get those heat flashes? She, <laughs> mental pause. She got past mental pause. Um, but anyway, and, and I think Margaret Thatcher was a good leader. And I think, uh, I think that there were several over the years that have been, uh, Alexander's that meant that the, not, not Alexander the Great, the, the, the um, the uh, the emperor of Rome, Alexander, his mother had to take over for a while, and she did a good job. Uh, I don't have a problem yeah, with with Nancy women. Reagan may have taken over for a while. See, now I wouldn't have wanted her in. She she definitely had maternal instincts and protected her husband when he started getting um, positive decline. Yeah. yeah, you know what's funny? Just the opposite of Jill. I want to be at Doctor. I want to be out in front of everybody. This is I'm like being a first lady, um, putting her husband out there in situations that he just should not be out there. And he has definitely lost his mind. Well, you know that that um, Nancy was keeping Reagan out of the spotlight as much as possible. Yeah. And making policy decisions. I don't think that's true. That's all made up by mainstream media. I, I have books on that. Okay. This is alleged, not. Yeah, no. yeah, no, that was all. You know where it came from? Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. That, that woman was only worried about one thing. That was she didn't want to see somebody who had such a wonderful film and then political career go down the last few years known for being, uh, having dementia. She protected him from that. That's what she yeah. was doing. And that was her her sole purpose. And so. When you read the books, you go, "Yeah, I got it." The people that were on the inside are going, "That's just so much garbage," and it's amazing. Yeah. We've talked about that before. How you and I, who try to stay up on the news every now and then, we get hooked by the into the narrative. Yeah, yeah. we get we buy into the narrative because it makes for a better conversation than the reality. Yep, yep, that's that's true. Now. I have been saving. We're we're at the forty-one minute mark, and you've got a hard hard leave today, and I cannot let the next topic you see on the board there. Bitcom mining in bathhouses. You said okay. hours, but I think you meant houses. Yeah, I know. I, I spell horribly. Sorry. Uh, Bitcoin mining. You didn't ask me. Yeah. You want me to spell horribly? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how to spell horribly. Um, <laughs> It what are you talking about Bitcoin mining in bathhouses? It sounds cool. Okay, in Brooklyn, where they have bathhouses where, you know, you have to warm the water and people go in there. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, there were at one time it was a place where men met men. But I don't know that this, I don't think it's that way. But they're basically, this fella came up with the idea. He was mining Bitcoin and he was, you know. If you mine Bitcoin, it's a lot of electricity, and I tell you, your your miner is working all the time, and it's pushing the limits 
of the system and it makes it hot. I mean, you can heat a room with it, literally, uh, as someone who's done a little of that. The uh, thing he did is he said, wait a minute, what if I just heat water, use the water to cool, we circulate it over the, the CPUs and mine the Bitcoin and then I can heat the water, let's say in a sauna or a bathhouse. And he's heated the water in these pools uh, up in Brooklyn to 104 degrees just by the Bitcoin mine. And people are paying to go in those those things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know it's heated that way. That's hilarious. So, you know, it's all about your, your cost for a kilowatt hour. But he's basically reduced the cost per kilowatt hour by not only picking the place where energy is the cheapest, but also think about it. You've got people paying to come in. That's offsetting your cost per kilowatt hour. Yeah, no, that, that's a good idea if it works. I, I you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing how you harness that heat, but I mean, yeah, it's basically. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but that's basically when you get in your car and you turn on your heater. All you're doing is blowing heat from your motor into your into your. Yeah. That's all you're doing. In fact, you know, you've seen. Back in the day when people were hopping up cars and uh, something would happen to the cooling system, they would turn on the heater. So it would cool the engine. I've done that many times. Keep it cold. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. You're hobbling in. You got to keep it below the, a certain temperature. And if you turn the heater on, you can get another mile or so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's just uh, it's that principle. But, you know, he's just running the water over. Yeah. I think it's a heat exchanger. So he's using an inert water. There is this inert fluid you can use to cool a gaming PC all the time. Water cooling is a big thing in the gaming world. But uh, this is like he's just dunking them in, this inert fluid, and then he's using a heat exchanger to exchange the heat that these things put off to regular water in the bathhouses. And the bathhouses have 104 degree water all the time. Do we have a name for this guy? Uh, what is his name? Uh, Jason Goldman. Okay, Jason, good job. Sound like, uh, I, I like it. I like that kind of an ingenuity. And the fact is, he must be really big into mining. Oh, I'm sorry, was, Goodman. I'm sorry, not Goldman. Goodman. Goodman. Okay. He, anyway, that's an awesome story. I, I like that. That's, that's, that's so free enterprise type of thing to do. I'm going to mine. Yeah. He must be in that mining in a big way. You know, let me ask you a question. And I may have to wait. I don't know how much you're into this kind of thing. I'm always surprised at which technology you're up on and which ones you're not. But mm-hmm. this is probably old technology. But a couple of years ago, when we moved into this new house, we didn't know how to heat it. Now we've got to figure it out. She had it. I thought, well, this is the one thing she failed at. She didn't have the, the lady that moved that house from Homer to where we live now. I thought she failed on the on the house, on the one that she heated. It seemed drafty. And I said, oh, man, this winter is going to be tough out here. But no, you it's 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 a wonderful, wonderful system that she had. You just had to know how to how to use it. And now we don't have right. that problem at all. There was one little thing though. In the um in the there's a there's a going into the two parlors to the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which one, James? The north or south part? It goes in between them. Anyway, the um sort of. Anyway, there's this, there's, it's like a saloon doors, you know, they go, they flop both ways and then there's the outer door. Well, the problem is that outer door does have, it's old. 
And so it, it's not like newer doors where it holds the heat completely out. It, it leaks a little. Not bad, but a little. But we found that if you put a heater in that little room, that little foyer room, whatever you call it, ante room, whatever you call it, um, it that keeps the draft. The, it, it won't it won't cause a draft in that part of the house. Mm-hmm. Well, we went to, when we went to go buy a heater, they didn't have any of those traditional electric heaters where you, know, you can see the little elements light up and you know, a little fan yeah. blows it out. No, no. The only thing they had left was this thing called an oil heater, and it looks like a radiator, right. and and that thing doesn't make any noise. It, 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 it is, you know, it, it, it heats very well. Mm-hmm. What is that? And I haven't seen one since. Um, well, they do have oil heaters still. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the same thing you're saying. I don't understand this. You know, people didn't understand it, but oil heaters actually, they use oil and you can heat oil hotter than water, right? Mm-hmm. So, the elements are immersed in oil that is not, won't, you know, won't light, in other words. And so they also self-regulate like, you know, remember the old radiators you had, the baseboards that were steam? Yeah. Well, this is that same concept except with oil that doesn't ignite. If that oil leaked out, it, 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 wouldn't, it, it wouldn't burn your house down or anything. It's an oil that doesn't light up, but does transfer heat at a higher temperature than water would, you know, above boiling. And well, therefore, you put it in that, encase it, and then it radiates the heat out to the air. Well, all I'll say is, is that I won't buy another one like the with the elements because it's, it absolutely makes no noise, and it mm-hmm. quietly heats the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're good, you know. It's one of those things people didn't understand them, so they didn't buy them. Uh, but I think you can still get oil, uh, kind of baseboard heaters, uh, pretty easily. I mean, with the world of Amazon, you can get about anything easily. But uh, you know, oil heaters are good uh, space heat kind of. Concept. Yeah, yeah, and that's the whole thing. This it, it is because the reason you have to have one in there, you could open the doors. You could just open those uh, those those saloon type doors and keep them open, and you wouldn't probably wouldn't need it. But we find that you close it, put that oil heater in there, put it on low, put it on high. It's going to you know gets hot in there. Melt you, yeah. But you put it on low, and and it stops the draft. There's no draft in that house at all anymore. But anyway, there you go. With no noise. So anyway, I, I recommend those things. I very, very yeah. Nice. If you need a space heater, that's a good system. So. So, so the next thing you have up, Z, to trip to San Francisco. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah, Biden's boss came to San Francisco. Oh, um, yeah, he did. So he, uh, and guess what, James? They've decided to work together on reducing fentanyl. Isn't that great? Oh, yes, that's going to work, too. Yeah, because China sends the precursors and manufactures them in bulk to Mexico where they make them into fentanyl and send them into the, you know. Anyway, sorry. Uh, that was the sarcastic comment. I, I got it. Uh, I get it. But, uh, you know, he there's they're, they're lining the streets in San Francisco with Chinese flags. No. Think about that for a fragging minute. Oh. That commie bastard in California Sorry. Yeah, wearing but wearing uh, a wearing an American flag on your clothes in California is a crime, apparently. Apparently, 
Um, put up that communist flag, and then so they're, put, they're really doing that. They got communist flags put up. I've seen a picture now. Yes, the, what, where he's going to drive through. So, and, and they cleaned up everything. And Scott Adams put, pointed this out. He said, if Trump had been in office, he predicted that he wouldn't have cleaned it up. <laughs> that he would have actually put drove she through the hemp camps. And he would have actually said uh, something to the effect of, you see this? This is this fentanyl stuff that your people produce. And he said, we're going to shut down fentanyl. You can either be part of it or not. Because this is what you're doing. <laughs> and then he would have started bombing, you know, and so we're going to take out the people who are making fentanyl in your country. The precursors. Yeah, and that, that to me, anytime someone goes on a war on something, it, it makes it worse. Well, he could have go on economic war. Now, Trump doesn't go to war. He says, "Yeah, if you if you if you work with me, man, I'm going to make your economy the best it's ever been. If you don't, yeah, I'm going to destroy it." And that's what I think he would have done. I don't think he would have bombed anybody or anything. Right, so right, he would right, go right. after them. You go after me, you know. Oh, I was really talking about those idiots saying they were going to stop fentanyl. You're not going to stop fentanyl with the government. The government is not the answer. It's never, ever, 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 ever the answer. It's not. Not only anything social. It's not. It's just not. It's not economic. The only thing they can do is kill people and break things. And that's really all the government good at. Kill people. Sorry. Kill people and break things. That's fun. It's all they're good for. That's t-shirt now. You, know, you need to write that down in the notes because I'm making that into a t-shirt right now. All the government's good at is killing people and breaking things. It's all they're good at. Write that down. I'm serious. I'm going to try to make that into a logo. I, I probably stole that from somebody. I don't know who. I, 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 you know, a movie probably. Oh, it's not copyrighted. We're good. <laughs> but anyway, that's how I feel about it. I uh, All right. Now, we got we got you got to leave by what we got 18 more minutes so 12 more minutes yeah nine o'clock is my hard hard stop well yeah. my hard stops at 115 so you you still you got to make it to that all right so anyway right. I, I, I almost forgot this but i remembered who are you gonna call ghost buses oh who are the ghosts what are the ghost buses i don't know you don't know about that I do not know about that, uh, James. I know I saw the link, but I didn't have time to look at it. All right. So, what's the name of the uh, guy? Christopher Ray, or was that his name? That's head of the FBI. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, somebody from Louisiana apparently was questioning, and said, "What about ghost buses?" And he goes, "I don't know. Ever heard of ghost buses?" And so he starts to show him ghost buses and and FBI things, and what they do is they, and it was escorted, by the way police escorted those ghost buses in on January 6th. But it's not just that. Apparently, when they're sending operatives, they do have these ghost buses that, that they try to hide from the public. They don't put markings on them or whatever, hopefully nobody notices them. And I'm just going by what Charlotte was telling me about it. And so they, they'll bring in FBI uh, operatives or people that are working for the FBI. And so yeah. they, these ghost bus buses, they've got video of it on January 6th. Carting in all of these uh, FBI people working with the FBI, the guys in the cards, jackets, and the weird hats. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but they tried to dress like supporters of Trump. 
and they don't get him. But anyway, so Christopher Ray denies it. And then the video video gets put up and it's like, apparently it was a mic drop moment. I don't know. A lot of times that stuff gets played up by Gateway Pundit and others. But anyway, Ghostbusters. I, I thought that you might have heard of that or talked to Brady. We're ready to talk about it, but I don't know much about it. Um, I guess in the incident you're talking about, uh, Clay Higgins, Republican of Louisiana, uh, <laughs> confronted uh, him again in Louisiana. <laughs> wow. Louisiana. The January 6th attack and how the ghost buses, and he had video evidence of it that he played after they said there's no such thing. And then all of a sudden you see apparently FBI, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, it, it was somewhat obvious that it was FBI guarding these buses. And, and then these people get out of them that seem to be in a Trump uniform. If you put it, basically the way they did it. So it didn't stick out. You know, they didn't wear MAGA hats. They wore cowboy hats. <laughs> uh, or uh, Carhartt beanies, and they all had these tan Carhartt jackets. It was real weird. If you look at the video of what was has been out of uh, video cameras from phones during the whole thing, when you know, and of course Ray Epps was talking to them and saying, you know, we don't need to do that. We need to get them in the Capitol, stuff like that. Uh, Revolver News did an incredible job on that, just piecing that all together. Um, anyway, apparently this is part of that. So this is his testimony, Chris Ray, yesterday. May I finish? May I? May I finish? Huh? May I finish? I love it. We, when, when we do and do not, where we do and do not use confidential sources, but to the extent, that's, that's not a finished sentence, but I'm reading what he said. But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Ray Epps. I mean, I was shooting. He didn't say Ray Epps. I, that was me. <clears throat> that was your... What, what, a, what a liar he is. And, and, and it's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. Well, he's a professional liar. You know, uh, really, that's what... FBI, CIA—that's what they do. They lie for a living. So yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: Then, of course, you know he's just lying, and, and that you, this Ghostbusters. So apparently, this is something that somebody on the right has been compiling these things without making without making it news yet. And it was yesterday was the day they decided to release the videos at different places where they see the Ghostbusters coming in, and apparently, it is a term used by the. The, the three letter agencies as to how they infiltrate uh, people. So, you know, it's, he is such a liar. He is an absolute liar. Um, in my opinion, he just, he's, he, Christopher Ray knows that that was, instigated, that, that, that that was instigated. They know that, you, you know, you've, you've, you've done a really good job covering this up, this covering this for us. And that meaning that they moved the barriers out of the way. They, they had the, Trump tried to get him to bring in the National Guard, all kinds of things, and they didn't do it. They wanted this to happen. They knew it was going to happen, and if it didn't happen, they were going to make it happen, and they had to make it happen. The, the, yeah, that's, they, all they, that's the only way they could stop Trump, they thought. Right. But they, I think they originally hoped 
that you know Ray Epps and some people could talk them into going in, and it didn't work. Oh, yeah. So they they had to do it themselves, and and, and yeah, they, I mean, yeah, and escort them in through velvet ropes, you know. Yeah, and then a few folks. They got these old ladies in jail. It's just such such a. <laughs> it's political prisoners. Yeah. Um, you know, Trump called them hostages the other day. <laughs> and they say, well, they say he misspoke. I don't know. He didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> that man doesn't misspeak about that crap. He told, okay, when I say this, tell everybody I just misspoke. You know, I mean, he's doing that on, uh, I don't know, purpose, but he's just, think about it. Hostage sticks in your mind. It's visual. Boom. It's a visual reference. Everybody understands hostage. We all think back to some hostage situation. And hostage is a whole, you know, that's a very important thing. It's not political prisoners. Political prisoners don't resonate in your mind, do they? You don't see that. You see hostage. That's why I used it. <laughs> it's not persuasion. I get you. I get you. Wow. You know, there's lots of, that's, it's a, uh... This Hamas thing is is amazing that we're even having a debate in the United States over it. I mean, I don't have a problem with speech, though. You know, I am. I'm, I'm, I think both sides. Yeah, and I think I think this is BLM over. Yeah, I I, I do think the, that we should have. I I want the left to speak because then you can see how stupid they are. See who they are. Yeah, you can see also which members of the right are in the uniparty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know now now. Uh, they tried to reduce a couple of, 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 of Biden's staff to one dollar, one of them being butt judge and the other one um, and the other one being um, the cross dresser. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't pass. Uh, what is uh, what is I don't remember her name. She's a he's a he's a she's a um, what is it? The health God, health general. What do they call health and human services? Uh, the health in general. I oh, gosh, I can't even think. Gosh, listen, know me. All right, so so what's um, this deal of Sidney Powell? They she had some type of an interview post or pre um, plea where she yeah. and and it's been released and I watched it and there was nothing said in it. Why was that a big deal? Because of Sidney Powell and it was leaked. So now you can say a leaked video of her talking about Trump. Well, watch it. Take I, no, 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 no. I don't have to watch it. I know it's nothing. <laughs> I watched okay. it. I went, you wasted yeah, You sent me down a buggy ride. <laughs> well, I wasted my time listening to that. Yeah. Well, the, the reason you need, I thought people need to, is because it says nothing. Yet they're acting like it's this big deal. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I think it's lawfare, and she's like the best deal she can get. Yeah, but she's not saying anything that makes that implicates Trump in anything. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. said she said that we we were outside, you know, talking about being outside of a uh, the voting machine things. It was nothing. I mean, it was like you couldn't get anything out of it. Yeah, I mean, in other words, I was standing approximate to a voting machine. Yeah, I mean, it was about that bad. I was going like. Legally far enough away that it didn't have any problem. Yeah. So, yeah. The MSNBC runs, Ellen Trump's in trouble now. The people are coming out. 
that, that he worked with. So anyway. It's called a proffer inter- interview, um, and it was nothing. Yeah. All of them were, as far as I know. I think it's three. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just it, – I, I will tell you that there's this, this because of this podcast, I'm doing it less and less. I used to be just a headline reader, but I'm more and more going in. And no, you're a last paragraph reader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. At least read that. But, but I thought, well, let's see what Sidney Powell had to say. Now, the other one was like Ellis or something, and yeah. and hers was kind of almost inaudible. Gene Ellis, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that may be on purpose, you know, or her. Part. All right. This is, I, I remember. I remember what I got of that one. There's two different things. There is saying I'm not leaving office and I'm not conceding. And Trump told her. He was not conceding. He never said he was not going to. Uh, yeah, and, and this is what's maddening about that whole thing. They're saying he was planning not to leave office, but he left. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. It's just stupid. I can't believe there's people who fall for that crap. I mean, but he 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 just never conceded. That's the big thing they want him to do. Is they want him to concede it. They know that they get they whoop him if they ever do that. He's not going to concede. Now, there was a, a minister that was a, a professional or, you know, whatever you call it, an ordained minister. He wore mm-hmm. his uh, he wore his uh, presbytery outfit when he got his mugshot taken. And they offered mm-hmm. him the same deal that they offered um, Sidney Powell and Gina Ellis and Cheeseburger. Um, and <clears throat> he, he said, no, <clears throat> I'm not going to do it. You're going to try me. <clears throat> He's the first one to call their bluff. Huh. Let's see how that works out. Well, you know, um, I really, I don't know what to say. I, I would hope that I would not plead to something I didn't do. But I have known for a, a very, very, very long time that they overbill these cases. So you have to plead. Yeah. You know, you're going to go in front of a jury that's not going to be friendly to you. So you're going to be like, yeah, especially if it's in Washington, you're going to go yeah. to a kangaroo court or, or, or Fulton County, Georgia. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, you're not going to get a fair trial there. I don't think. And so you got to feel it. And that's what's going on with, uh, uh, the, the war room guy. Um, Brandon. yeah, he's got to appeal his, he wasn't going to win that at trial. He had no chance, but he, right. he, he fought it. He went to trial and he lost. He knew he'd lose. Now he's on appeal, and he's going to be where? He's going to be to the Washington, D.C. Court of Appeal. And so we're looking at him going all the way to Supreme Court with this thing before he might get released, you know, to get it reversed. But, um, you know, the long and short of it is, is he's taking a chance, that minister is, but I'm glad that he is because, because you know, but everybody sees it. I'm going to tell you something. Even the right really gets it that, Sidney Powell pled to something little so she wouldn't have to go to court because it gets expensive. Lawfare got her. I, now, did she do wrong? I'm not going to judge her. I'm not going to because I have not been in that situation. I would hope that I would be like the minister and say, no, I'm not trying this. I'm, I'm trying. You got, to, you got to prove it. Yeah. Because it's free. I, you know, I hope I would be, but then if they're taking that's it. That's uh, it. my family and everything else out, yeah, I don't. I don't see how I stand up to that. Yeah, at this age, especially. I, I don't know. You know, I just know that that he's doing it, and I was proud of him. And let's see if he sticks with it. You know, because I will tell you that courthouse steps. There's a lot of pleas happen. Um, yeah, and 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 whatnot. But 
You know, I, 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 I've listened to them. I'm not mad at either one of them. I don't think there's anything shattering. If they, if it's like it's a really good point that you made. The news is that it was leaked. That's silly. Yeah, not that what, what was, was said. Yeah, that they're turning against Trump. No, they're not. <laughs> they're just trying to get the best deal they can get. Yeah, they can't afford it. They can't afford it. They can't afford, it. They can't afford yeah. it. they can't afford it. They can't. That's what lawfare is. You know, yeah. So they, they wear it. you down and wear you down. They used to call them a long time ago. I think they called them slap suits that big companies would put suits on. They'd slap another lawsuit and one lawsuit, another lawsuit. All of them would be dismissed, but they had to go through the process of dismissing them. And that would wear, you know, people who were trying to sue a big company down. Now it's lawfare where the government's doing this with our money, which is really maddening. I don't care if they're doing it to the left or right or whatever. I just, yeah, to me, this is like the worst thing the government can do. And it's just political. I don't know, communism. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So I, I agree with you. Good point. A very good point. I didn't think about it when I was. What, it is. You're right. And the people that leaked it are those, are those lawyers that just quit representing the, the, uh, the Georgia uh, election workers. That's who. Yeah. That's, that's news. Yeah. They figure out who leaked it. But, you know, nothing's going to. Yeah. Jeez, I just, it's just so transparent. If you watch it, I mean, and really, I, I, our listeners need to, they need to get to both sources, the liberal and the current right wing press. They need to go to both sources. Then yeah, I would recommend going on Twitter X and typing in the same keywords and seeing what you find. And you will find basically Twitter will tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I do think that's where, where you're right. I, I've, I've said that about Bulldogs, Barks, and Bites. It was that way. Now, yesterday, we're going to shut this down in a second. We're going to have to have time to talk about PJ's coffee. Um, yeah. But listen, yesterday you said something, and I kind of disagree with you, but then I got it, we got interrupted or something, and I didn't get to finish it. Um, it might have been pre-podcast. You said something about uh, it was interpreted by the right wing press wrong. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It, I, I wish I could redo it because I, I, after I got away, when we had time to think about it, I agreed with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember. It's the half naked uh, judge. Yeah, yes. yes, I get what your point is that the right that, that, that he had his shirt off and he was taking pictures while he was working out and he thought it would be a good idea to share that with his classmates because they're getting ready to have a reunion. And Which also, can we say that's bad judgment? That's just me. But anyway, I think it's bad judgment, and there's something about him. They know and they're filing a motion for mistrial. By the way, um, they need to. Yeah. They, so he um, he uh, they said it was half naked. Now I I I I just made the point that in Oklahoma, that's apparently what they say when someone has a shirt on. That a man yes. a man mowing his lawn half naked just meant. That he had his shirt off. So I grew up with parents both from Oklahoma when they would say half naked. That just meant I had my shirt off or someone had their shirt off. But mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you that that's not what the press was doing. The press was trying to make it sound yeah. like he has pants off. He was he had his pants off. He's Anthony Weiner. Yeah. And I agree with you. That's what they were doing. And I think that's sensationalizing. You have to read the article to find out and look at the nasty. They are nasty still. Ugh. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's obviously for his age, probably shape. I, but I, I, no, I don't better. I yeah. better. There's a there's I mean, a, a retired professor here that works out at Tech, and he's in his pushing eighty. And that guy yeah. is he looks like he's you know forty five or fifty in his in his muscle development. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah he had some atrophy. You could look and see his muscles were head atrophy. I'm not saying you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, he, they, they, it wasn't good naked. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it wasn't good half naked. But I get you. They, the, the right-wing press put that all out there, and it was overblown. But now there are people from the right-wing that read just right-wing stuff. think that guy was probably walking around without his pants on. Yeah. That's, that's just as disingenuous as anything the left has done. But is PJ Coffee ever disingenuous? Absolutely not, James. I can guarantee that if you get a PJ's coffee, you get the right balance, caffeine, and all natural uh, ingredients, uh, wonderfully roasted. And then if you go to the hot PJ's, oh my God, it's going to be an environment that you can't, you will see all this problems in a different light. And you will be so much happier. It's because PJ's coffee is genuine. Genuine. New Orleans-based roasting and has been for 49 years. Wow. And I want to say this. that Every morning, I make Charlotte her coffee because I wake up so early and she has to go downstairs in the cold and get it. So I've been making her coffee for her and bringing it up to her so she can wake up. That stuff smells so good. Man, and that's not, I'm not being silly. It smells so good. Uh, it does. The aromas of that coffee, even the flavor, or a friend roast this morning. I had. This was Carnival yeah. Blend. Carnival Blend is one of my favorites, by the way. Uh, so. <laughs> well, anyway. But yeah, they're good. We got to go. Thank you so very much for podcasting, guys. This, thank you for listening. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it when you contact us and let us know what we can do better Absolutely. or what you like. And we'll be back tomorrow with some kind of conspiracy. Do we know what it's going to be? I thought Sarah said that it's going to be a Paul McCartney conspiracy. Okay. So you might want to confirm that with her. We will, you know, we will assume that we're going to be talking about Paul McCartney. There you go. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Bye bye. Bye.